Okay, we're rolling. It is July the 7th, 2022. <clears throat> um, and on the prayer list at the start, um, a young man named Clay, he was your friend yeah. on the street here as we grew up, he has somehow passed away at about 19 or 20 years old, and we don't know the, the particulars, but I know that his family, particularly his mother, has got to be just beside herself so for that entire family uh, for Caitlin um, the narrator of my audio book she had a procedure today I want to make sure that the Lord continues to bless her and draws her to him her and her husband both Uh, Gary our friend blessings of wisdom and wellness the young girl, Abby, we have no news of how she's doing. Uh, we're just going to keep her on here until we know differently not to. Marcos, St. Ivan is for his son's salvation. And his son's name is also Marcos. And um, praying for a young lady named Noel for wisdom. Praying for our friend Chuck Knipp and his dad, Randolph. John and Ruby and Vassie and Linda for friends of the Bible study and podcast. Praying for our police officers and fire and EMS workers. Bob's children, Stephanie and Mike, salvation. Family members, the water situation on the West Coast. What they need on the West Coast is to repent yeah. of what they've been doing. Uh, California actually considered a bill that would allow a baby to be killed up to 28 days after it was born alive if the parents decided for some reason they didn't want it. And it's, it's, it's been really bad out there, the debauchery in Hollywood. Uh, now what the Lord said, in, and I'm not done with the prayer list, but I'm just going to go on a tangent here just for a second. Um, what he, he said in um, Zechariah 14, if they would not keep that feast of tabernacles, um, he says he would withhold the rain. And in the, if the family of Egypt go not up and come not that have, that have no rain, there shall be the plague wherewith the Lord shall smite the heathen that come not up to keep the feast of tabernacles. So the withholding of rain is a judgment of God. So we would hope to see people repent and then the Lord would relent. Um, The situation in the Ukraine, um, it looks like Putin's getting his way. Cities are falling. Um, I didn't really think it would be any different than that. But um, we're praying for the... America, financial situation, as long as we turn our hearts toward God, we know He'll bless us. For Eric, Ted, Rex, Reverend Davis and family, American Patriots, unsaved family members. For Ray and Judy, and he had a blessed visit with Judy on July the 4th, and healing and wisdom. Pray for lost loved ones. Answers for our prayer request tonight. Salvation for many who need it, all who need it. George Weiser and George Weiser Jr. 
Joe Weiser, Phil Tobelman, Ray, and J.U. Judy. Judy. Ray and Judy. This Ray and Judy? All right. You made it twice in tonight, Ray. Awesome. Our law enforcement, our troops, and revival in this nation. We're also praying for Marta and Charles. I got a text from her just that uh, Charles is on his way to New Jersey for safety and blessings and also uh, uh, family members um, uh, that need help in their in, in um, where the devil's trying to break up a family that's close to Marta, Marta's family. We just know that Satan has come to steal and to kill and to destroy. And boy, isn't he doing that. And Marta has uh, said she's feeling better, and that's a blessing. <clears throat> Let's uh, join hands. And Heavenly Father, let us add our children and grandchildren to this prayer list tonight. Our extended family, uh, those in Christ for blessings of wisdom and wellness, those outside of Christ for salvation, that they come to the truth. We just pray you be with us tonight as we discuss the topic that has come on my heart and that you teach us, Lord, from your word. And may iron sharpen iron as we discuss this. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, go to Deuteronomy 24. We're going to grab a familiar verse here to get rolling. Deuteronomy 24. Let's get a picture of the prayer list card here. I've forgotten to do that for a couple of times. on the face pages. I know that's not what it's called. Did you get Ray's Facebook up and going for us? Oh yeah. Yeah. I got that. Several pictures of him. Yep. You gave him a new profile picture with cat turd short. We wouldn't do that, Ray. <laughs> we joked about that one time. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 24 and I realize this is God's law which Jesus said would not perish, would not go away. Verse 5, When a man hath taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year, and shall cheer up his wife which he hath taken. We have talked about this, that when Jesus takes the church, his bride, we are referred to as the bride of Christ, and he's going to take that year. The Lord is not going to break his own word, his own law, and go to work in the tribulation immediately after that. It looks like there's this year. So I've been thinking, what will this year look like? This particular year, this fulfillment of Deuteronomy 24 and 5. What will that year look like? 
if you consider that there is that year, certain things start to fall into place that did not yet fall into place. I don't know how much scripture we're even going to touch on beyond this. Some, of course, but I just want to discuss this with let iron sharpen iron and get ideas. But what I what we see in Daniel chapter 8 the shaggy goat or the goat from the west with a prominent horn between his eyes and he breaks off the horns of the Medes and then the Persians and then he waxes great but then his horn is broken off and four come out of his nation four different nations that do not have the power of um, that nation from the west that prophecy in Daniel chapter 8 said that nation well let's look at it right quick wasn't well, that the Greeks with Seleucid and all those characters was that that? Uh, oh you're talking about Alexander the Great where it broke into four? Yeah. yeah in type just like Antiochus Epiphanes was a type of Antichrist but not yeah. the Antichrist uh, let's read Daniel 8 okay. it's interesting I just opened the Bible and fell right on it here which is saying a lot because there's only one verse on the right page at the bottom to start Daniel 8. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared unto me, even unto me, Daniel, after that which appeared unto me at the first. He had had other visions. And I saw in a vision, and it came to pass when I saw that it was at Shushan in the palace, which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in a vision, and I was by the river Uli. Then I lifted up mine eyes and saw, and behold, there stood before the river a ram which had two horns, and the two horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the higher came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward and northward and southward so that no beasts might stand before him neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand. But he did according to his will and became great. And as I was considering, behold, a he-goat came from the west on the face of the earth and touched not the ground. And there in about 600 B.C. is a prophecy about a western power that could cross the earth without touching the ground. Air power, right? I had never thought of that. The he-goat had a notable horn between his eyes. And he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power. And I saw him come close unto the ram, and he was moved with choler, which is anger, against him, and smote the ram, and break his two horns, and there was no power in the ram to stand before him, but he cast him down to the ground and stamped upon him, and there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. I think about Saddam Hussein's statue being pulled down, and apparently it was very uh, demeaning to have people walk on your effigy or take their shoes and, and pound on and they were doing that, stamping on him. 
our soldiers. Verse 8, Therefore the he-goat waxed very great, and when he was strong, the great horn was broken, and for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great, toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. Toward the south, toward the east, toward the pleasant land. Uh, we assume pleasant land is Israel. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven, and it cast down some of the hosts and of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. Well, this is Satan. And we know that, that he was cast out of heaven and a portion of the heavenly host fell with him. Verse 11, Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. And a host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. This Antichrist is going to start to prosper. Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said unto that certain saint which spake, How long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot? And he said unto me, Unto two thousand and three hundred days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Two thousand three hundred days. Now, in the um, biblical calendar, two thousand three hundred days uh, divided by three hundred sixty. Um, that's given us almost six. Um, coming up on six years. So, um, or it's above six years. That's just 2,300 days, or what that's worth. And um, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Okay, that's going to happen toward the end of the tribulation, possibly. I don't know. Verse 15, And it came to pass, when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision, and sought for the meaning, then, behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Uli, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. In my opinion, this appearance of a man is a Christophany or pre-incarnate Christ. Whoever this is can rule Gabriel around, tell him what to do. So that doesn't leave many options if you ask me. Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for the, at the time of the end shall be the vision. So there's the issue with Alexander the Great fulfilling this, because he was 336 B.C. This would be at the time of the end. Verse 18. 
Now as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground, but he touched me and set me upright. And he said, Behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation. For at the time appointed, the end shall be. This all has to do with the end times. That's three times it has said that. Verse 20, The ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of Media and Persia. Media is where Iran is now, or it was where Iran is now. I'm sorry, Iraq. Forgive me, Iraq. And then Persia is Iran. Verse 21, And the rough goat is the king of Grecia. G-R-E-C-I-A. You know what the Hebrew word there is? Gentile. Yavan, Gentile. It means Gentiles. It's a Gentile king. And the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. The preeminent king, if you look up that in the uh, Strong's, first doesn't mean numerically. It, it could mean, you know, the highest. I would have to say an American president. If we're the shaggy goat. If we're that he goat. Verse 22, now that being, now that being broken... Whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. This is the Antichrist. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. He'll stand up against Christ himself, but he will not prevail. Verse 26, And the vision of the evening and the morning which was told is true. Wherefore shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. Now again, pointing toward the latter time. And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick certain days. Afterward I rose up and did the king's business. And I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. Do we understand it now? A Western power that has air power that can destroy these Middle Eastern kings, these horns. Maybe that's us. All I will say is that if that's not us, we're nowhere near the end of days. And we fear that we feel as though we have to be at the end of days. So if you think about this first year, it's Deuteronomy twenty four and five. The first thing that will be noted is many Christians are going to be gone. There will be a whole lot of hay made from the fact that it's not a Christian rapture because Pope's still on his throne, Benny Hinn's still preaching, you know, Joel Osteen ain't gone anywhere. They'll say that this was not a Christian rapture. At the same time, these aliens... They're already being talked more and more about all the time in the news. I just read yesterday, and they're, they're, this has happened a little while back, but um, they're just now uh, a naval ship reported it. 
these objects were just swarming the ship off the west coast of Florida. They couldn't really tell what they were, but they would go into the water like it was just dry air and come back up. They didn't splash the water. The water didn't even get displaced, but they would go down and then come back up. So that's very odd. But as the more and more, <clears throat> I think what the satanic media is doing is they're, they're easing people into this alien thing. Like, you know, you're getting into a hot tub of hot bath, and you want to go real slow and just ease into it. They're doing that. And a little more every day. And these things at some point will manifest themselves. There's a dignitary in Israel that said they already have, and they've already had contact with them. There's a lot of upheaval in world government right now. Israel is, I guess, still without a leader. And now England, same thing. There's no leader in Israel. Their government has crashed. Uh, England, same thing. You might as well say America. Yeah. You know, we got the chairman there. Well, we're whatever Obama and Bush are wanting to do. And I swear I think Bush is involved. Yeah. I mean, he was very implicit in the 9-11 thing. But um, when they bring these aliens out and they begin to tell the world what's wrong, where's, where's my loved ones? You know, where's my aunt, my uncle, my grandparents? Where are they? And what happens to the children? I think if they're sanctified, the Bible talks about the children being sanctified, in First um, Corinthians seven, that does mean set aside. I think children of believing parents, even one believing parent, will be sanctified and not left here. There might be others that are. However, if they perish before a certain age, the Lord takes their soul. There's no question. It could be that all children go. It's going to shake the world up a good bit. And the aliens, quote-unquote, which are going to be fallen angels, well, they're going to tell everybody that these people were not conforming. They were standing in the way of a peaceful, respectful world government. And the reason that you all have been left here is because you can be trusted. And the aliens like you. And they'll believe the lie. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. <clears throat> now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us that the day of Christ is at hand. They had been lied to and had been told that, okay, the judgment is upon the world. The day of Christ is at hand. Now what would that mean? That they had missed that rapture. That they had missed 
what he talked about in First Thessalonians, the, or the letter he wrote before this one, he said, We who are alive and remain will be called up, but not for the dead in Christ will rise first, be called up to be with him in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with him. First Thessalonians 4. He said, So comfort one another with these words. But now they've apparently been lied to to the extent that they think the day of judgment is at hand, which means they didn't get counted worthy. Uh, Jesus said in Luke 17, I think verse 36, pray that you may be counted worthy to escape these things. He'd been talking about judgment, tribulation events. Pray that you be counted worthy. Verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there two things. There come a falling away first, that is apostasia. That's the Greek. The leaving of the church. People just leaving the church in droves. Turning on the truth. Losing their religion. which we don't follow religion. We just follow truth and relationship with the Lord. So he's telling them, okay, don't think that the day has come. First, you're going to see this falling away. The falling away from the truth. Falling away from the fellowship. The weeds, the tares are going to be taken out. Isn't, it that, isn't that how this works? It is said in the Gospels, you know, he'll send his angels. Don't try to pluck up those weeds. Don't try to pluck up the tares. You'll disturb the wheat. You don't know what, you, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know who's who. The angels will come, and they'll pull them tares up, and they'll put them in piles to be burned. This will be the falling away. First, that's the first thing. Second thing is that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Now people say, well, that means that um, we won't see the Antichrist. We won't know. I hear people teach that all the time, and I, I, I simply cannot get that out of this passage. This passage is addressed to believers, in this case, the Thessalonians, but all believers for all time, that passage is directed at them. This scripture is written by the Holy Spirit. Why would the Holy Spirit tell them that this man of sin be revealed before the judgment? He wouldn't be talking to unbelievers. He's not addressing unbelievers. He's addressing the church. He's telling the church you're going to see a falling away and you're going to see a man of perdition, a son of perdition revealed. And then start looking for that day of Christ to come. So this Antichrist comes on the scene. We are starting to realize, let's just say how we think we're starting to figure out who he is. I think that he will be revealed to the church. It says revealed, and he's speaking to the church. 
it's perfectly reasonable to conclude that when he says this man of sin, this son of perdition is going to be revealed, he's talking to the church. He means it's going to be revealed to you. The believers are going to know who this character is. We'll see that. We'll see this taking shape. The pieces are going to start to fall together. And we'll know. And then comes the rapture of the church. Then comes the rapture of the church, and there's one full year after Christ takes us, one full year where He is not challenging the Antichrist. He's letting him have his way. He kills John Hagee right there. That ties in with Deuteronomy. What's Hagee saying? That the church won't know who the Antichrist is? Hagee says that the tribulation starts immediately after the church is gone. I don't think so. No, uh, the tribulation has got to be a year, and you kind of need this year. All right, let's look, and I'm going to use my NIV here to go to Leviticus 23. And, uh, all right, how many years in the tribulation, right? Seven. And um, there's a curious thing in Leviticus 23 about this Feast of Tabernacles. And that's when the rapture would be. I've said this before. We have these seven feasts in Leviticus. Four have been fulfilled. Christ fulfilled the Passover by being that perfect Passover lamb. It's interesting when he was setting up the Last Supper at Passover. Hey, four. Yeah. Um needs a blanket. When they were setting up the Passover meal, they were like, where are we going to do this? And Jesus said, well, there's an upper room over here. And Not one of them asked, where's our lamb? None of them said, where is the lamb? All of the Jewish people were having a lamb on Passover. So Christ was the Lamb. But somehow did they intuitively know that? So he fulfilled that feast, Passover, and then, thank you, the Feast of Unleavened Bread where they take all of the leaven out of their houses. It's all a game of charades. and In other words, watch the Jewish people see what they are doing and see what God might be trying to tell you what God might be wanting to show you. The, the leaven was a picture of sin, right? So, people taking the leaven out of their houses, Jesus taking the sin away. The atonement for our sins during these days of unleavened bread. And then it's first fruits. When he rises from the dead and goes resurrected to God the Father fulfilling that feast of first fruits. He was the first 
of the first of the crop, first fruits among the dead, who had died and then now lived again, that he's the first. That would do that and go to God the Father. I know uh, Lazarus and some others were brought back from their dead, but that was a dispensation before Christ fulfilled the first fruits feast. Fifty days later, the church, Pentecost. Makes sense. They say make, that's the first one of the feasts. It says put leaven in the bread. The other ones say don't put any leaven in the bread. Pentecost, put leaven in the bread. Well, this is the church, and we got sinners in the church. We all are. We know that we are. And so that was the fulfillment of Pentecost. That leaves Rosh Hashanah, trumpets. That leaves Yom Kippur, or Day of Atonement. And then Tabernacles. Now, why would Jesus fulfill the spring feasts on the money. Why would he fulfill the spring feasts right at the time that they were being held? What are you looking at, right? Here's a groundhog and cats. I can't tell which. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't look. Uh, um, why would he fulfill those spring feasts on the days that they were being celebrated and not fulfill the fall feasts on the days that they're being celebrated. Does that not make sense? Doesn't it? It does, right? So, you have these three fall feasts. So many have said, well, trumpets, that's Rosh Hashanah, because Paul said the last trump. I believe Rosh Hashanah trumpets is... At midnight the cry went out, the bridegroom's coming. I think the church is going to know on a Rosh Hashanah coming up. It could be this fall. I think there's a good chance of it being this fall. I'm not going to say that it is. I'll tell you why I think that in a little bit. But um, the church is making, the bride's making herself ready. See, in the Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins. At midnight, the cry rang out, and they all got up to trim their lamps to get ready. And, um, Ray, you're just still worried about a groundhog, it looks like. <laughs> Is there a groundhog up there? Uh, probably. Two of them. Oh, yeah, over in the neighbor's yard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they've been there for a couple of years. One's got a white nose. Yeah. I'm going he's a little older. But, um, What do they do at Day of Atonement at Yom Kippur? They are repenting. They're purging their hearts of, of, of evil and apologizing and repenting. That's what the Jewish people do on that feast. That's a picture of the church saying, Yes, Lord, I I did this. I shouldn't have a forgive me. You're pouring your heart out. You're crying out to God. And then, Feast of Tabernacles. We've talked about it before. Rosh Hashanah, trumpets, is on a new moon. Does the master of the house come back on a new moon or on a full moon? Which is it? Proverbs 7. Full moon. Proverbs 7. My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home 
until the full moon. The NIV has it that way, and the NIV is right to interpret it that way because the Hebrew word is kesa. Not that the King James is wrong. The King James says appointed time. He'll be back at the appointed time. That's fair to say. But kesa means full moon. He's coming back on a full moon. Tabernacles is a full moon. Now look at what Tabernacles entails here. Verse 33 of Leviticus 23. Just listen because I'm in the NIV. The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites on the 15th day of the 7th month, the Lord's Feast of Tabernacles begins. These months are divided by the moon. These are lunar, It's a lunar calendar. So the moon is new or totally dark on the beginning of the month. Two weeks here or 15 days later, it's a full moon, is it not? Yeah. That's how they're going to look at it. When's the full moon? This is Tabernacles. Fifteenth day of the seventh month, the Lord's Feast of Tabernacles begins, and it lasts for seven days. Seven days. But listen how this unfolds. The first day is a sacred assembly. Do no regular work. For seven days, present offerings made to the Lord by fire, and on the eighth day, hold a sacred assembly and present an offering made to the Lord by fire. It is the closing assembly. Do no regular work. How many days in total? Eight. Verse 37, There are the Lord's appointed feasts, which you are to proclaim, or these are the Lord's appointed feasts, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies, bringing offerings made to the Lord by fire, the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, sacrifices, and drink offerings required for each day. These offerings are in addition to those for the Lord's Sabbaths and in addition to your gifts and whatever you have vowed and all the free will offerings you give to the Lord. Free will offerings, you want to give something to the Lord of your own accord. So beginning with the 15th day of the seventh month, after you have gathered the crops of the land, celebrate the festival to the Lord for seven days. The first day is a day of rest, and the eighth day also is a day of rest. On the first day, you are to take choice fruit from the trees and palm fronds, leafy branches and poplars, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You start that on the first day. Celebrate this as a festival to the Lord for seven days each year. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come, celebrated in the seventh month. Live in booths, little rooms, for seven days. All native-born Israelites are to live in booths, so your descendants will know that I had the Israelites live in booths when I brought them out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. The Jewish people often call it the Feast of Booths. So Moses announced to the Israelites the appointed feast of the Lord. So, for the seven days that we worship, the first of those seven days, he wouldn't go to war because that's seven years. 
in the tribulation. He wouldn't go to war for that year. He's to cheer up his bride. But then, the remaining seven years of this actual eight-year picture that's painted of the Feast of Tabernacles, those last seven years, he is working against the devil. He's letting him have a little bit and a little bit and a little bit, and he lets him have just enough to puff his chest out about mid-tribulation, walk into the temple, stop the sacrifices, and proclaim himself to be God. That's when the Israelites know that they've fallen for the devil instead of their new Messiah. They will realize he is not their Messiah. And he will make war against Israel. Russia will come down to that battle of Armageddon, also making war against Israel. The kings of the east will have the way prepared for them with the drying up of the river Euphrates. It's going to be the Chinese just logically thinking. China sees all these oil-rich lands, natural gas, all these resources, and a big bloodbath fight going to happen over it, and maybe they feel like we'll just send... How many should we send? 200 million men? It's talked about, isn't it? In the book of Revelation, they're going to send 200 million men. And nobody's going to be able to stand against them except God Himself. That battle is horrendous. There will never be anything like it again after it happens. But Christ will end it by putting His feet down on the Mount of Olives. And all He has to do is speak. All God did to cause light to come is speak. God said, let there be light. That's all He said. That's all that needed to be said. And it was. There was light. If He says His enemies are defeated, your soldiers are dead, they're dead. So, um, I believe that America, the dividing up of America, will happen in that year after the rapture. I'm believing that we are not going to see that as the church. We will see who the Antichrist is. I think he'll start really puffing himself up and you're going to see people turning to him. And they'll be worshipping the image of the beast, right? Why did the Bible say that? Why did the Bible say that the people would worship the image of the beast? Because that's what it is. It's an image. The other day, uh, I, I noticed that ABBA, that Swedish music group, ABBA, they're in their mid-70s now. The last record they did was 1982. So 40 years later, the two guys, Benny and Mjorn, decided, let's get together and just kick some ideas around, maybe make a record or do something. And they started with that. They didn't think about inviting the two ladies. 
but then they decide that may not be the best thing. Maybe that'd be seen as rude. They probably can't sing anymore. Well, let's bring them over here to the studio. And lo and behold, they sang just like they always did. It's just as good as it ever was. And they have a new album out now. It's called Voyage. And they're on concert. You are looking at ABBA. Do you don't know who ABBA was? They didn't play under the rock you lived under? I don't guess. I probably know. I just um, you know, they named them about the, the four letters of their names. Uh, two of them, A letters, two of them, B letters. Huh? Swedish. Yep, Swedish. They were the biggest income for that nation for many years. That band was Sweden's richest source of income, just from taxes they were paying from what they were earning. The one guy lives on an island off Stockholm. He does. I don't know how much money they made, but what I wanted to get to was, you, you know, people are going to see this, quote, ABBA concert, and there are musicians on the stage, and then the four figures that are ABBA appear like they looked in the 80s, and you're sitting there looking at that TV. I watched some of it. It looks like they're there. And in concert... People say it, it just looks like you can walk up there and shake their hand. It looks like they're there. Holograms. Holograms. They've gotten so good with these these days. So all of the technology for this beast is in place. The mark of the beast, the RFID chip, they have it now. They're using it now for different things. They'll put it in your dog or your cat. They'll put it in you if you're stupid enough to let them. Now, I don't think that's the mark, the mark of the beast, but that's probably how it's going to work. You know, I've said before, it'll go in your hand or in your forehead. That's what the Bible says. I believe that people who have poorer circulation and their extremities are cold, it might keep that chip from running. It has to It has to uh, generate power by the heat well, of your the body. Back, the back shots the, the, the hypodermic meter has the microchip in the itself when they jab you. When they first stick it in the bottle of the lotus syringe, they have to let it sit so long for the ejected idiot to give time to loosen the glue around that microchip that's in there. Well, the actual... They put that in you. And then, I've told you this before, I think, Android's the only one that I know. The Android, if you go to settings, go to Bluetooth, Whatever you can put, see all all the stuff around you. Yeah. Tap it seven times, and then it'll, it'll open up to the next level, and you get all these uh, Mac Mac numbers. Is that right? And when you do that, that's everybody around it has had the shot. They Let's see if we got anybody in here then. The see if we got anybody in here. I'll check right quick. Bluetooth. We're clear. Ain't nobody but that. Interesting, right? That's that's interesting. Uh, there, it's got our TV and then and then my phone. Okay, seven times. Now, I, the, the the COVID vaccine is not going to be the mark of the beast, 
the mark of the beast goes either in your hand or in your forehead. And I think people whose extremities are a little cool to make it work will have to get it in their forehead. But you can go under the eyelid, push it up in the forehead, and it doesn't even hurt the person. I saw a magician guy do that one time with a butter knife. It's creepy. Didn't hurt him. That's a doable thing. Um, so that technology's there. The image of the beast, the hologram technology's there. The 200 million man army is there. The church is experiencing a falling away. More and more people are leaving the church. That's there. What else is left other than for the Lord to show us who this Antichrist is? We may be able to warn friends and family who are not going to go when Jesus says come up here. They'll be here. Yeah, I read it. I, I, I mean, the way it was presented was if you've had the COVID vax, you've got corrupt DNA like the Nephilim or the fallen ones and you can't be saved. I, I don't. I wouldn't think that. Your soul is what must be saved. The body is just the body. Your soul is a human soul. Um, now you might get some crap for DNA adjustments, but um, these uh, vaccines aren't working. Not for what they claim they were for. They are simply. Um, could be. I think they wanted to kill a lot. I think. Population. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, so. We're only 49 minutes in, but uh, we don't have to go real long. I just wanted to to go over these things, and, and, and let's be thinking about that one year that the Lord does not go to war. He lets the Antichrist set up all the pieces on his game board there the way he wants them. And, you know, the people will be content to learn that the people who are missing were undesirables, troublemakers and had to be removed they'll be content <coughs> all of this antichrist kingdom will begin to set up the 50 states of the United States will go instantly dissolved there's no more 50 states we're not having individual governors See, that's what has held America together for as long as it's been together. Russia's going to take Alaska back. Uh, they might. You know. Going to. Well, they might. We keep yeah, poking the bear. We're poking the bear, you know, play yeah. stupid games, stupid prizes. We're over there trying to, you know, contest. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a Putin sympathizer. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't take a, a, a daggone intellect to realize why he wouldn't want Ukraine being in NATO. But now they're talking about Finland that borders him. Going, so yeah. And Turkey. that wasn't going to happen. Turkey was standing in the way. And that changed. Yeah, it changed because Chairman Biden went over there somehow and had this meeting with Erdogan. And Erdogan walks out, I hear, and I obey. Yep, these guys, they can be in. Strange. But there's a lot of satanic power operating in America and in the White House in particular. And um, 
I don't know what they did. I, whatever they did, it didn't involve Joe Biden. He was there as a figurehead, but nothing more. Changed the guy's mind, apparently. So, it's going to get real rough on planet Earth very, very soon. But we hide ourselves in Christ. And we occupy until he comes. Uh, many believe they're going to start another shutdown this fall. They've got to try to figure out how to seize the American election again after being caught in how they did it the first time. So, time will tell, but this would be potentially a good year. It is a Shemitah year, 2022, every seven years. Maybe to expect the rapture of the church. That first year would take us to 2023. Seven more years there, 2030, for the return. And that would be right at 2,000 years, would it not? Some people say Jesus was born like 3 B.C. or 4 B.C. and there's not a zero year, so if it was 4 B.C., and we didn't lose count along the way, about 2030 would be 2,000 years. There's different ways, though, of counting those years. The Gregorian calendar, the lunar calendar, Hebrew calendar. So it's a tail chase. People do it all the time. They try to date set and figure things out. It's not wise to date set, of course, but you could just look at the landscape not only what the Bible is telling us, but what's going on in the world and see how it lines up. That being said, this year, this fall, we could get told to trim your lamps, get ready. And that would come on Rosh Hashanah. And then we repent. And like in when it was Elijah and Elisha, they were saying, you know he's going to be taken. You know he's going to be taken to Elisha. And Elijah saying, yes, but don't, don't say anything. Don't tell anybody. Elijah was caught up in a picture of the rapture of the church. We might then be the one saying, we're going to be taken. Don't believe the lies. We've got a lot of food supplies set back. We've got a lot of Bibles. We've got Bible study notes. I believe the internet will remain alive and well, by the way, because that's the only way Satan can exercise omnipresence in humanity, right? He is a finite being. He can only be in one place at one time. He does not have omnipresence. So if you're going to be worshiping the image of the beast, you're going to have to have technology the internet, the airwaves, in order to be able to do that. So a lot of people are talking about, oh, it's going to be blacked out, we'll have no internet. If that happens, it won't be for long. So, um, you know, Christian has said some of the things that we've saved back and put away. It might be for other people. Maybe not for us. There will be many come to Christ during the tribulation. Many will. They'll remember. Well, they said they might get taken. Now they're gone. 
them and a whole lot of others are gone. Maybe there's something to all this Jesus stuff after all. Anybody have anything they want to add? Alright. Just join her hands. Your turn, Ron. I ain't called on you in a while. I have implied we are grateful for this opportunity to come together in fellowship, to learn your word that it strengthened and reinforced us to carry out your will. Lord, we ask that you remember those on tonight's prayer list. Look after them. Place your hand over them and protect them, Lord. Lord, we ask that you take care of us for this coming week, that we may come together again to strengthen our faith in you. In the heavenly name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Amen.